0: Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive
1: Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel this podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi guys, welcome back. So I've just been chatting to a lovely woman and she's on the podcast with me today. Her name is Megan Onan. And I wanted to ask her how how to introduce her, and I've just had this little message come through. It's not about our titles; it's about what we do for the world. And I think we're so bogged down in like our labels and what we do, and you know, because I've gone through that before. So I think I just want to introduce her as Megan O'Nan, and that she's a,
0: a beautiful soul. So, hi, Megan. Thank you, thank you for doing that, saying that too. <laughs> that's right up my right up my alley.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like we we have these labels don't we in titles and we think like the title makes us you know as attached to who we are and it's it's not so I think just you know that's maybe why I asked you that but everyone knows when I interview people I'm getting to know you because obviously I don't know you personally and I did say to you that I really recognize you like I've just got that recognition to to your I think you feel familiar to me too yeah and I think your soul moves into a vessel that would make it recognizing in this plot on the planet if that makes sense right yeah so that's quite interesting so welcome to the conscious combo and uh, i'm really excited to talk about some conscious topics and
0: but first you know what what got you on the spiritual journey oh gosh i think i've always been on the spiritual journey as a kid i was i was that annoying <laughs> kid that would end up in my mom's room every night and ask her really deep questions and I grew up Catholic in the Catholic Church, and I was always questioning how things were done, and I didn't quite understand why they were done the way they were. And so I've always had this sense of something more than what I was being taught. So it's been this constant thing of me questioning everything outside of me that had anything to do with spirituality just really made me, um, I was very curious, but there wasn't I grew up in Mississippi, so there wasn't a lot of um, opportunity for anything outside of Christianity. And so eventually when I left Mississippi, I really started discovering spirituality in a sense of other ways of thinking outside of Christianity and really started studying all the major religions and reading everything I could get my hands on. And so I've always just been innately curious.
1: Same for me. I was the child that would ask about 20 questions before 8 a.m. every morning. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents would just be like, uh, Philippa, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Can you ask questions when we've woken up? Cause I just was like such a deep thinker. Mm-hmm. I still am really like I just I get lost in thought sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of like, but the thoughts, good thoughts, not like I don't get lost in the ego. I get lost in the what about this and what about that that real curious mind and I think that's why we came to earth is to learn and for me personally I'm constantly wanting to try new things I like I get bored and I want to move on to the next thing and then I want to try this thing and I want to try that thing yeah and I just I think as spiritual beings we're here to just experience what earth has to offer and that's and my human design is a generator so I'm kind of always generating ideas I'm always I've got so many ideas in my head, like creative ideas that I want to help people with. And then I'm a Libra. So me too. That, I, knew, I knew, I knew you were. I knew <laughs> you were. <laughs> so I think yeah, well, yeah. It's, that's the resonating, I think, because
0: it's yeah. we
1: do. We do resonate with people, like especially the same star sign. So, yeah, like for me, I just get not bored in a bad way. I'm just like, OK, I've learned what I need to learn from that now. Let's move on to the next
0: thing. Yeah. When's your birthday? 30th of September 30th I'm the 25th yeah so not long (laughs) like you you made me think of the question that I used to ask my mom is like I get really stuck in the vastness in the evenings and at night and it really brought fear up for me as a little kid like how can it be so big like I can't imagine I just it scared me the vastness that was myself and beyond. And I would go to her room and wake her up and say, mom, you know, like what happens to us, you know, not only after we die, but after time ends. And so I was just very in touch with that big, 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 bigness. And I agree with you. Like we're here to experience as much as we can possibly learn. And the learning never ends. No matter <laughs> if we're in this form or the next form or the next form or whatever, whatever happens, that vastness is, is just We cannot. Our human minds cannot even fathom what that is.
1: Oh, kind of bringing in that uh, Hubble field, the telescope. I just love watching that. Like the new, the new images came out, didn't it? Of the James Webb. Is it James Webb? I think it is. Yeah. And just Chris, my partner Chris. We call him the spiritual scientist because he's science background, PhD, and but he's really spiritual. So he can see both, and he combines the two. But we used to just watch the deep Hubble field, and just we get lost in that. Actually oh my god there's so much out there that we just don't know and yeah. the fact that you know get onto space because I think people don't understand like you know when you look up at the stars at night and you see that star and you just pick a star that's taken like two million light years to reach you into your eye right. and it, and then that just blows your mind and then that's when it spirals and you're like oh what if there's, there's other life on that planet and what if can we get to that planet from astral travel and there's just yeah. and that's the one of my spiritual teachers is Wayne Dyer. Like I just love Wayne and he uh, does have a mind open to everything attached to nothing. And I think that's like moving on to that curiosity of trying everything on the planet before we, you know, before we, you know, move on to to another realm when we die. I think like we don't have to have one set career all of our life. We don't have to have, you know, this set path or set, you know, set study or whatever it is. It's like, snippets of everything if i feel into something like i've just been feeling into i love egyptian history and a couple of days ago i was channeling sekmet the the goddess healer and i'd never really heard of her before and i was like okay why are you coming forward and she's like you need to study because i'm a reiki master she went you need to study ancient reiki where actually you know that reiki is just the word for the the sui uh, modality but she said you know reiki is universal life force it goes way back and you're really much in touch with your ancient history because I am a really old soul. So I'm doing that at the moment. So I think that's the point, isn't it? We just, we get steered into like different arts, you know, and we just have to follow that voice Mm -hmm. that's helping our soul to expand and to grow. And I resonate with you. That's why I like we're Libras and we're just, we are very curious (laughs) beings.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, my wife is the same way. She's um, we really support each other spiritually. And we, we see the world and our perceptions spiritually are very similar. I mean, we are on the same wavelength when we have big decisions to make it's, we always decide and choose the same thing. And so we really get each other on that level. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm totally relate to everything you're saying and it's, you know, super important to, she's always studying and learning and always curious about the next thing. And I'm always, you know, so inspired by her curiosity and she's inspired by my curiosity. And so we're always feeding off of each other and it's just super important not to get stuck. I mean, we've had so many careers over the years, the two of us, and we have had so many companies and we've sold companies and we've built new companies and we've done something new and our practices and whatever it is. Um, and I think a lot of people look at us and they're like, wow, well, how do you do that? You just, you trust, you just, you go with what is inside of you, inside of your heart, your instincts, your gut, and follow your bliss and you can create the life you actually really want to have. Um, so it's really important to me and to us that we are always listening to whatever that inner calling is telling us to do.
1: Yeah. So being spiritual as a kid and then being spiritual now as we're in adult life, how would, how do you see it as different? Do you feel like as we get into adulthood, we obviously are still these little children in an adult body, but I think, you know, how did you mix spirituality into business? Like, how did you kind of, you know, combine the two?
0: That's a really good question. And that's been quite a journey. I think it was, you know, the idea of abundance was the first thing, like, you know, really looking at my own personal money issues and not being taught how to be responsible with money growing up was something that Claire and I, my wife both had to really look at, because if you want to create abundance in your life, you have to know that you are worthy of it. And that was the hard part for me as a person who is gay and was living in a place where I wasn't accepted. Um, Finding that worthiness within myself and finding that healing and doing the healing work over the years is really the thing that has kind of built um, step by step, I would say, hand in hand with business and my own spiritual growth yeah. um, and loving myself. And I've just seen this progression of trust with money and abundance as I've learned to love myself more. And they've just, they've worked together to get us to this place where, okay, we realize not only is the universe totally open to us with abundance and with business, um, but we can let it in and receive it because we love who we are now and we feel worthy of it. And so I think there's, there's, you know, kind of a, obviously a two prong approach for me has just been doing the work around those two things and keep moving forward. That doesn't mean we haven't had failures. I mean, we've had plenty of failures. We've had businesses that haven't made it. We've had ideas that didn't actually come to fruition. So there's a lot of things that have happened where we learned, okay, wait, that wasn't really what we wanted from our hearts. And the one, the things that we didn't want from our hearts are the ones that actually failed, but anything we've ever done from our heart are the ones that have succeeded. And so we've just learned over the years that we have to just follow our hearts and the things that we truly, truly want and nothing will stand in our way, but you have to get to a place where you feel like I really deserve this. And it's okay for me to have this in my life and to share it with others and to create, you know, whatever it is you want to create. So it's been a, it's been a progression and we moved to Mississippi together in 2010 with a hundred dollars in our pocket and we just worked really hard to to figure out who we were as people and what we wanted and and um it's been a journey yeah and I think
1: as we move through life we are still figuring pieces of us aren't we like I don't think we fully figure out who we truly are like completely because we're, we're here to like I said you know one of my goals that was kind of connecting to last year was i want to reach enlightenment like i want you know because i have specks of enlightenment and it feels you know you'll probably know what that feels like you just have this wave of love come over and you just want to tell everybody you love them and yeah yeah and i I get emotional when i when when i when i have those moments like i just want to ring everybody and just say you know how loved you are and how beautiful you are and how blessed you are and and I, i remember saying to god the universe i was like i really want to just have that and god replied you know you came from enlightenment you go back to enlightenment in between, you know, you're not meant to reach enlightenment in in this life. You're having a physical experience, but you are a spiritual being. So that's why I give you specs to keep you on that path of that bliss. I was like, ah, okay, okay. He said, but you know, when you do get those specs, you know, we, it it is like a drug. It's like, I want more of that enlightenment. Like, because it's so, so, there's no words to describe it. You know, I think no. Wayne Dyer says when you have that shift, you, just the words to describe it is like, it's just, it's undescribable.
0: Yeah.
1: And I had my shift two years ago. And it's funny because my partner, Chris, he had his before me. And then I had mine shortly after. And, it, you know, it you'll know, Megan, it's your life completely changes. Like you, you wake up one day and then the next day when you've had a shift, it's like the world's different. The sky's bluer, the grass is greener. You see people with love a lot more. So where I am now, you know, I'm almost 32. I'm very wise. I know I'm very wise for my years. And with you saying about figuring things out, like I've been in my business for about two or three years, Mm -hmm. you know, more so full time in the last year. And because I was working for my dad and I think like, you know, I've always wanted to help people. So I was kind of doing bits on the side, but it was kind of like my hobby. And yeah. I think I kept it as my hobby because again, dance, that's worth, I, you know, i am I worthy of this money? Am I worthy of this abundance? Am I yeah. worthy of this? And I used to really, you know, I used to kind of not, I used to think, oh, taking money off people is bad and they need my help. And I should just right. give them help and <laughs> and not ask for yeah. anything back. And then I realized like it's an energy exchange. And I think exactly. Uh, it's, it's I'm worthy of that. And that's how, that's how we do it. And the thing is, I can serve others freely in different ways. And I do. I do a lot of free things. I do a lot of volunteering. I do a lot of help. You know, one right. of my values is you, you probably studied the Tao Te Ching. The Tao, mm-hmm. I get yeah. my values from the Tao. So one of the Tao values yeah. is service to others. And that's one of my sure big, and when you live in service to others, you're actually serving yourself. So that's why, like, you know, and one of the big lessons I learned was that and I tell everyone this because I'm very authentic with what I used to be like, you know, and when my ego was more present and it was more like I would do things for my friends and think, oh, they're going to do stuff back for me because I've done all these nice things for them. And it's, and I stopped expecting because the universe will send you whatever back in unexpected ways. And I started to understand that and really kind of grasp it. So now I just go, I serve you because I can, and I don't expect anything in return. You know, I can give that away and you know Wayne again I always I always quote Wayne he says you can't give away what you don't have so I you know I fill myself with that love and that kindness and peace yeah. and bliss and then I can just emanate that out and just say here you go more love yep. here you go so it's yeah like it's since I got to New Zealand my business has just blown up so I just I'm just grateful and I'm having those little checks from the universe, like I'm being offered these little part-time jobs. And I'm like, Do I take them? Do I not? Yeah. Do, I just, <laughs> do I just focus I on, yeah, like it's just a casual, <laughs> casual maybe one, two days a week working at a cafe, but I'm just like, oh, do I want to? Cause that that's taking away days for clients. Yeah. And so I think I'm getting these little checks to
0: yeah.
1: focus on what I actually
0: am here to create in 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 this yeah. lifetime. Well, it's a good question to ask yourself too. Do I will really want to do that? And usually there's an immediate yes or an immediate no. And you just have to trust it. But it is, it's hard because, you know, there can be, you know, like a maybe in there of something you think you would really enjoy, right? And maybe it'll be fun, but we'll keep you from your actual work that your soul really wants to do. And so those are those are tough. And it always happens. It happens to me all the time too. There's always like, you know, I just signed with this agent who is representing me now and for my speaking and my writing and all of that and then last week I got this amazing job offer right after I signed with this agent (laughs) and I'm like I've been working for myself for 14 years so um, it'd have to be a pretty spectacular thing for me to entertain it but there's always going to be something that's going to distract you from you know, where your souls work or where your soul wants to be and go. But I think it's a really good gauge just to say, do I really want that? And that feeling that we get inside of us when we know we want something like you just can't wait to do it. And if we just listen to that, I'm telling this to myself, too, then, you know, that's that's where you go. That's where you head. That's where the excitement is and the joy is. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's so easy to to get distracted.
1: It is, and it come, that comes down to wanting to go back to study as well. Like I've, I've been thinking, do I go back to study so I can, you know, be a therapist or a counselor so I can be registered? And you know, where's right. that coming from? Is that is that a place of ego where I don't feel worthy of my services because I can't call myself a therapist? And that goes back to the beginning of our episode where I was like, our labels and titles don't, you know, don't match up with our worth. You know, I I can honestly say the clients I've had for hypnosis, they've we have quite a lot of talk time before the hypnosis session. And I've had a couple say I've got more out of these three hours than I have in counseling in six months. And that makes me go, but then I'm going, just, just keep humble, just keep humble. But then I'm actually like, when they leave, I'm like, no, I'm going to own that. I'm actually going to own that. I'm so full of wisdom and I'm so full of love that these clients are going away with something that I've given them today. And that's again, Hmm. what do I have to give away? I've just given them something. A gift of if it's you know connecting a a trauma memory with something, or if it's you know again because I work a lot with trauma, and I think my ego is going, oh, you shouldn't be working with trauma if you're not a therapist, and you shouldn't Mm. be doing this. And it's like the thing is, I'm not, I'm helping people in the way I know is safe, and Mm. that feels right, and that feels easy, and it flows, and isn't that the point? So I think again that that voice saying, oh, you should go back to study to get you know to get your your masters in you know in a therapy degree it's like well do I really want to do that no because right. I want I want a baby in the next few years and I don't want to be studying a, <laughs> when have be a baby. in school <laughs> yeah you no, know? so yeah again the universe just sends you little checks just little I got one as soon as I arrived in New Zealand I got offered a job working for a health coach she saw my profile mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and I was like oh my god I've never really been offered a job like that like you know someone's found me And I was like, oh my God. So I felt this kind of sense of, oh, but really, I think the universe was saying your business is about to kick off. You've asked, you've asked me to send you clients. You said you're ready. Here's a checkpoint. And I sat there (laughs) and I said, okay, now I know what the check is. And I turned it down. And then literally days after turning it down, I was booked out till September. Wow. That's amazing. Good for you. Thanks. So I was just, just, I shared this on a voice note with my clients yesterday about, you know, those checks, those little checkpoints that the universe just sends to you. Are you really ready? Are you yeah. ready for this? Because it's about to get really, really exciting. It's going to get fun. Yeah. So where you are right now, the date for you is the 8th of September, isn't it? Because you're a day behind. So for you, is it the 8th? No, it's fifth. the 5th. F- yeah. It's the 5th. Yeah, I get confused with the way it's, you put it the opposite, <laughs> don't you, with the
0: month. <laughs>
1: so... 5th of September of 2022, what can you say about your life right now? Like where you are in the place you're in? Hmm.
0: It is. Hmm, that's a really, I'm having a hard time finding the word for it right now. I I am very grateful for my life like there's a wholeness that will bring me to tears that I've been experiencing since I had my daughter and my family and she's three and a half. And there was a big shift for me in 2018. And ever since then, it's just clicked. And so I still very much feel that, but there's also a lot going on around us. Like my wife's, mother lives with us and she's not doing well my grandmother's not doing well my mom is experiencing some kind of illness as well and so it's like the matriarchs in our existence are not well and it's shaking me up a little bit you know it's it's kind of hard to watch and so um it's a little overwhelming but there's also like this this very strong foundation that i feel very um held in And supported in with my wife and my family and in the life that we've built. But you know, life is always going to be life, you know, things are going to happen and things will be hard and change is always going to be coming. And so that's the reality of being a human being too, is all the emotions that come along with that. So for me, we're just, we're kind of in this space of just trying to be in the moment and be with everyone and soak up the time we do have and letting go of being attached to what's going to happen. So,
1: yeah, I think it's quite interesting how going through kind of challenging things with the matriarch in your family, but it's at a time where you said everything's clicked, you feel whole. It's like, it's happening now for the best intention because you're at a space where you can see it in a different perspective. If it happened 10 years ago, it might've been different. You know, you, Oh yeah. Totally. We start to see things differently, don't we? And then we're grateful for, you know, cause obviously you're a mother. So it's like, you kind of, I am a step so I kind of feel that anyway, but you know, I can understand how it's like, you know, you've got this matriarch and then you're now a mom. So it's just the yeah. divine timing and everything. And yeah. I think, I always say the universe will always send you things that you can handle. You know, it won't send you anything that you can't handle. Yeah. And that's the key, isn't it? You just said that you would, you know, you're at a place where everything's, you know, it's kind of indescribable as well, but you are seeing, like I said, you know, this, this duality we've created of love and fear. And people ask me about that. I always say, well, you know, if fear wasn't created, we wouldn't know love. We have to know. Same with sadness and happiness. If we didn't know what sadness felt like. We wouldn't know what happy happiness feels like, so we need yeah. to know. Like if you're feeling, like I say to client, if you're feeling sad, don't try and push it away. Don't try and say I don't I want agree. this sadness. Why are you feeling sad? Feel into it and just give yourself that love and nourishment that you that you deserve. And yeah, same with anything. Like you know your fears. You know the, the, what are your fears teaching you? And again, it's the the it's the the opposite of love that's why it was created this duality that we've created in this world but I think I did want I did want to move on to um forgiveness because I know you do talk about that with people and it's something that I know is huge on a healing journey and not only forgiveness of others it's forgiveness of
0: self yeah and I think as a woman of forgiveness yeah yeah
1: <laughs> especially if, I think women kind of carry more guilt shame Bitterness, resentment, jealousy—we we we carry those maternal, like our DNA. It's like like widen our DNA in a sense, really. But if we can move away from that, and we can we can change our DNA, as you know. So I think if we like forgiveness is literally changing your DNA.
0: Totally, yeah. It's a perception shift. It's a it's a seeing things differently, you know, and it's it's different with every instance as well so it's and as women we feel so deeply and um and like you said a minute ago just taking that opportunity to actually feel what we're feeling is what keeps us from resentment and it keeps us from getting beyond the point where we actually need to forgive um yeah i'm a i'm a big proponent of that too is you know, just feel what you're feeling in that moment. And if you can do that, then you can see so much clearer and everything makes much more sense. It's the only thing that's really worked for me in my healing journey is allowing myself to just, when I'm hurt, just let myself cry or when I'm sad, you know, let, let myself feel that so that I can, you know, move forward. It's been a little harder since I've had a child because there's not as much time to sit and process everything you need to process in life. Um, but I'm okay with that. You know, I've got a wife who's supportive and if I say, Hey, I need to go take a day away. She's going to be like, okay, go, you know? Yeah. And she says, Hey, I need an hour to meditate. I'm like, go, go, go. Yeah, go. Good. Know, like, yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, forgiveness is just one of those things that, you know, I, I will always be a part of everything we do. Right. I mean, for me, it's been about forgiveness of self more than about forgiveness of others. I've, I've been rejected by my spiritual community, by my community at large, being a gay woman. And I have felt the effects of just being a label and not a human being. And it was a really painful time for me. Um, And it's not just happened that once it's happened many times over the years. And so There's been a lot of opportunity to blame other people for or to make myself a victim in the circumstance of being a gay woman. And I have fought really hard not to make myself the victim and to hold on to resentments um, because I didn't want to exist with that resentment. I didn't want to exist with that negativity. Like I want to have a clear vessel (laughs) and being a Libra balance is really important to me. (laughs) So, um, So I've worked really hard on myself to look at what I needed to shift within myself so that I could embrace however someone may or may not feel about me. And when I've looked at that, or when I do look at it, it's always about, am I being the most authentic person I can be? That's true for me. Like, did I, when, when I was introduced to someone new, did I automatically introduce my wife as my wife or did I just introduce her as Claire? You Mm -hmm. know, it's little things like that over the years that I've realized, Hey, I didn't grab her hand in public when I really wanted to. Um, Or, you know, the little things that just kind of added up. Did I, stretch the truth when I talk to someone about something that so I could look cool or whatever, you know, it's those little things that have built up over the years that I needed to forgive myself for that were the more powerful forgiveness actions than forgiving other people for treating me the way that they've treated me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have found that that has gotten me to a much stronger in confident place and healed place than going and trying to have conversations with people who have hurt me that may never happen. You know, yeah. there's so many conversations that I'll never get to have and I have to be okay with that. Um, and I am okay with that. I, I truly am. Um, but it's, but it's like I said, you know, it's been a journey and it's one that will continue. And I just try to work really hard on looking at myself and seeing what it is I need to shift to love myself more and you know that's not easy work to do no it's not
1: before I ask your next question I wanted to just say you know the word forgive has give in it Mm -hmm. so you know there's no coincidence why our language is created that way and forgive is I think just giving to yourself because I've had clients who you know especially what hypnosis clients that come I'm getting to know them for a few hours and they have a lot of trauma and in, in, in different ways. And, you know, if I, if I ever said to them, you know, have you, have you forgiven whoever, were, whoever it was? No, I couldn't do that. I can't forgive, you know, and, and I can just feel the tension in them. I can feel it. And I remember yeah. one lady, she was so worked up and I, you know, cause she was kind of, you know, reliving the trauma really as, you know, cause she was talking about it and I sat with her and I got to sit on the floor and I just had my hands like on, on a back of her shoulders from behind her and I just said, breathe through it. And she was just crying and crying and crying and just to be able to hold the space for someone. And I think that's the key is like, people are so, it's like the ego, the ego's default, isn't it? It's the ego's default is blame. The ego's default is how dare you? It's that. And that doesn't, that doesn't put you in a peaceful state. And I say to, you know, a lot of clients come to me and say, I want to feel more peace and I want to feel happier and I want to feel healed and I just want to feel, you know, just that bliss. And I said, you know, and I always say to them, you know, do you have any quarrels? Do you have any like people in your life who you kind of hate, even though we, I don't use that word. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Dad, mom, duh, whoever it is. And I say, okay, let's work, let's work through that, because yeah. that's where everything's gonna, you know, stem from. And it's beautiful. Yeah, because yeah. it is. It is like if we we hold on to that, you know, that resentment, it, it, it eats you alive. It, it's it's all Absolutely. you think about. It consumes you.
0: Yeah, it keeps you from moving forward with whatever it is that you want to do with your life. Because, I mean, if that's where your energy is going, that's the energy you're going to get back. We talked about that earlier. The energy exchange of money is no different with anything else that we approach in life. It's all about energy. And from my perspective anyway. But it's also, you know, you're talking about relationships. And when I think about forgiveness and I think about the hard conversations I've had to have with family members, like my mom and my dad over the years. I think about it from the perspective of, do I want to have a relationship with that person? And if I do, and I have resentment, then I need to have a hard conversation and say, Hey, this really hurt me. And I want to hear your perspective on that experience and have this exchange where you can heal whatever it is that happened. Um, And I know a lot of people don't have maybe parents like I do who are willing to have those conversations and really. To look at themselves, and I understand that, but it's also like if you really want it, have you said what you need to say? And if you've said what you needed to say, and you didn't get what you wanted, I think the important part is that you say what you need to say.
1: Yeah, you do any any
0: form. Yeah. So to me, that's that's the beginning of forgiveness with other people is just letting out what needs to be said e- even if it's if it's in a space safe space with a counselor or with someone like you who's holding the yeah. space for them or with the person that they need to have that conversation with it's different for everybody but I, I think it's super important to take that step and and release whatever whatever is inside of you um, as hard as it might be to face
1: yeah and I think the forgiveness for yourself is hard for people because they think especially when the ego gets involved, it's like, you know, you're stupid for getting involved. You're stupid for saying this. You should have said this. You should have said that. And we just kind of relive the moment, you know, and we keep having these scenarios. And I think some people really find it hard to communicate. And I, you know, I said that that's probably the biggest issue we've got in the planet right now is that we're not communicating in the way we should be. And I think uh, there was a quote I read a while ago and it just stuck with me. And it said, we listen to respond we don't listen to understand and it just sat with me and I was like that is so true yeah. and I read it and I sat with it and it really hit me like it really hit me like deep and I remember sitting with it and I I developed uh, like a tool to help my I will ask you about tools in a second for forgiveness but I created a, a tool to help people communicate and it was the it was kind of a two-minute rule and for me especially with relationships because Chris and I do help people you know, in conscious relationships moving through triggers and you know trauma and things like that and I, I just said to them you know if, with with couples or family members or friends or when we, we want to get our our, our our you know our feelings across yeah. that's you know the ego is in that defense mode that's why we start shouting and then the the voices get louder and louder and louder and we end up actually not saying what we wanted to say we just say hurtful things because we want to get that hurt in because you're feeling hurt yeah so I after I heard that quote I I created something called the two minute rule. And it was just, if you need to have a chat with your husband, your wife, your friend, your dad, your mom, whoever you organize a time, and then you set a two minute timer on your phone. You say what you need to say, if you can, in two minutes, three minutes, if you need to. And then the other person doesn't say a thing. And then you give them two minutes to speak and you go back and forth and back and forth. And the other person listens. And it's like, you know, because if you can tell when you're talking to someone about how you feel, you can tell if they're not listening. They're listening to what you say because they're waiting to respond. You know, it's not. So with the two-minute rule, it kind of worked a lot for clients because they would, you know, set a timer. And it actually became quite fun. So it kind of, like, mellowed the energy. It wasn't like that, you know, hostile energy where. So that kind of worked for people. And I think that was kind of really. Again, reading that quote helped me to kind of develop that. So my question to you, Megan, is you know, with forgiveness, what would you recommend people to start with to help them to forgive?
0: Well, first of all, I love that. <laughs> you need to do a book <laughs> on that concept and have people's stories in it. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I oh. I agree. I, I, I agree that we do often just listen to respond and um so what was the question about forgiveness? The tools. Oh, the like well,
1: yeah, just well, just tools. And what do you think people, anyone yeah. listening who was like, oh, I don't really know much about forgiveness. And you know, they yeah. know the word, they know yeah. what it means, but you know, what would you say to people like, how would how can you move into that energy of forgiveness?
0: I think the first thing um is to think about those stories that you feel caught up in. That when you think about them and you feel negativity, you feel resentment, you feel anger, you feel hurt, whatever it is, I think it's important to first tell the story. So either write it down, tell it to someone in a safe space, um, tell it out loud to, you know, record yourself telling it. Um, I don't it doesn't matter. I think the important thing is to just tell the story first and get it out of your body. And then reread the story, reread the story, reread the story, keep revisiting the feelings. I just wrote my memoir and it's it's being published in January. And the process of telling some stories that I haven't told before in length was really difficult, but very therapeutic. And so I think that's the process of actually telling the story is a really great place to start.
1: Yeah. I'd say like but the ego, the ego is a great storyteller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it tells a story to make the first story believable. And then you kind of stuck <laughs> in a loop of storytelling. Yeah. And then you actually, one thing I always do when I catch myself in judgment or in, you know, cause I work a lot through judgment and assumptions and expectations and criticizing. So I, I you know, I move out of that energy. And I, one thing that helped me a lot was when you get caught up in an ego story, I always would stop and say, is it true? And most of the time it's, no, it's not true. I'm just making that up. So that kind of helps you to pull back the fact, well, why am I wasting time on something that isn't even true? Right. But I think as well, when I was on my spiritual journey, and I don't know if you resonate with this, Megan is like perfectionism. Like I'd want everything to be like, (laughs) like, how do I heal and what's the perfect way to heal? And, (laughs) and it's like, there is no perfect way. Is there like, it's completely, it's, and it's, and again, this quick fix, kind of you know society we live in now everything's quick everything's rapid everything's like next day delivery and I think we're living in a times where we think healing's a quick fix and it really isn't and I tell that to everybody like your healing is not a quick fix and it shouldn't even be seen that way your healing is a very delicate gentle process and it takes as long as it takes and I think it I think it it can be lifelong till the day you die totally
0: yeah yeah it's a journey. I mean I you know I can still bring up memories that will that you know if I go deep enough into them, I can probably find a pain point you know I mean, if you want to revisit things and go there, you can. Um, I think it's just a part of a part of our process as human beings and that's okay. I mean, I think the the thing for me has been like, okay, I just have to accept that okay, I understand I have my soul I have my spirit I have all of these pieces of me, but I also have this human being part of me that is very special. And I chose to come here and I wanted this experience. And so embracing all of that is so important and being okay with the mystery of the things that we'll never know as a part of being, you know, a person on this planet in, in this time and in this space. Um, that that seems to be the, the difficult thing that we're all facing is just being okay with the mystery and being okay with you know who we are and as we are
1: yeah like being mysterious is great I love being I love, and like even with you know tv shows or you know the, I love all the mystical shows like that fantasy and because there is so much possibility out there and I think if you just people kind of resist unknown because it's not familiar yeah. And the ego's like, don't go there, it's not what you know. Stay stay in you stay in your fence, exactly. stay, stay in your circle. <laughs> yeah. But then the soul is like always expanding, it always wants to expand. And I think I'm getting that quote through. Uh, for some reason it's out of the Bible. Uh Jesus said, Forgive them for they know not what they do. That mm-hmm. that when when Wayne said that on stage, I was like, it's so true. Like people only people do what they do because it's under the conditions of their life and they everyone's been brought up differently everyone's got different beliefs everyone's got different boundaries everyone's got different perspectives and I always kind of take clients to the fact you know if we all stood outside and looked at a tree together you'd all see it differently and isn't that the point isn't that the point that we're all so different and we all see life differently and we all bring a unique perspective we all bring unique gifts we all bring I say it with everyone like my voice and your voice—they are the same as in they are a voice, but they have different frequencies, different vibration. You know, and some people resonate with your voice, and some people resonate with my voice. And it's like that's the thing with your energy—people resonate with energies, and people. Right. And that, I did a podcast episode last week about racism, and you know, just touching on that is like we're all made of the same stuff, yeah. and it's just—but we just that isn't at the point. We all bring a unique, different difference
0: to the world. Right, yep, and we should celebrate embrace, that embrace yeah. all of it, you know, yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah, like i, I always kind of go back to like you know, because my partner's animal physiologist and behaviorist, so he's like he does a lot for conservation, and I always think you know a lion doesn't go up to a you know a cheetah and say, "Oh, you're not like me, go away, you know, it's like they're just they are they're, they're surviving and they're just in this they're on the planet with us, yeah, you know, they don't make judgments of other species, you know, it's like we do. And we're actually the same. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're the same species. It's like. Exactly. But then I think, you know, what's causing that indifference? And it's the ego. It's the unhealed self. It's the false self that's causing you to think, well, you don't look like me and you're different to me. So I feel offended Mm -hmm. that I'm right. And you're wrong. Yeah. I say everybody's right. There's no right or wrong with everybody. You know, it's seeing that indifference in someone and celebrating it.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, When, when people feel the need to be right, it's just a a way to control that, that instance, that situation. And so, you know, I've seen that a lot with being gay and being in a place where, you know, people completely disagree with who I am. And so it's that, that need for control and not be in the unknown not be in that space of what could be more love, what could be more vastness, what could be more, you know, opportunity to be healed or whatever it may be. Like we just our our nature is to just avoid that at all costs. Yeah. You have to work really hard to push yourself outside of that and, and be okay with the unknown and really dive into it and get to know people who are so different than you are or whatever it may be. But yeah, I think it's just a, a need to to feel some sense of control. The same with religion, the same with, you know, just certain ways of thinking, whatever it may be. We, we all want to feel safe and safety and security often means this is how it is and this is how yeah. it's going to be forever.
1: Yeah, it's like limited thinking, isn't it? Like that's not you're an infinite being and it's like but then your ego keeps you in that limited mindset of. Again, the ego says you are what you earn, you are what you know other people think of you you are what kind of house you live in and it's just when you let go of all that and you actually start to connect to who you really are and who you you know that it's not about who you are it's it's what you are you know you're just this infinite infinite being that's just forever reincarnating to learn lessons and even like when I'm doing hypnosis with clients it's just surreal where they go in these past lives and even future lives that they've gone to and I just sit there and Mm -hmm. think that's the possibility of the mind. The mind's just taking those. Yeah. Cause it's remembering the souls remembering the lives they lived and every single client has completely different lives and it all relates to this life.
0: Yeah.
1: Why they feel this way, why they have certain fears and they leave feeling so much more, you know, clear and and calm. and, And I think that's the point is like, we for me as if ever see someone who's completely different to me if it's like different color skin if it's like a different religion like you know I was walking around the lake here and there was people trying to you know uh, talk about Jehovah's Witness and if they'd spoke uh-huh. to me I would have been like oh I love that point of view thanks for sharing yeah. it you know and it's yeah. that's all people want and I think that's the key is like all people want in life is to feel loved yeah that's all it is I agree yep right there with you and that's probably why I think, you know, all the wars that happen is all down to that. They don't have the love that they seek. Yeah. So they turn to the opposite, which is fear. Yeah. 100%. So that's all they know. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, for example, I said, you know, there's all this, you know, this hatred in them. I don't watch the news, but when I see certain things on social media, it's like, you know, people like Putin, you know, the Russian leader, he's like, I said, I just wish I could go up to him and hug him. So, do you know how loved yeah. you are? Yeah. Because people say, Oh, you know, he's this, he's that, and again, the judgment. And I was like, no, he probably just needs a big hug. And he needs someone yeah. to talk to him and listen to him and be seen and to be heard. Yep. Instead of having to go and ruin another country to be seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's so many layers to it, but I think it's just like you said, it's down to like imagine if he could forgive. Yeah forgive himself and forgive others he'd just be in a different space
0: yeah i mean think of the yeah the opposite of that energy that he's putting out think about how much good could be done if it were the other direction it'd be unreal no i know when you think i love history and my
1: partner does as well and especially egyptian history and i think you know even egyptian history you know the the romans came in and and just like there's always been war there's always been you're not from my country and i'm going to take over your country and you're not from and that's the point it's like we have these country names like hang on we're all on a planet the planet's the same we're just in we just live in different parts of this planet but just because you live in spain and i live in america it's like oh we're different it's just that that's what like i'm saying is like we're just We've we've created these places in the world that if we're born in certain countries or, you know, certain places in the world, it means we're different from others, and it's not. That's what I'm trying to teach people is, like,
0: we're just the same. We all have organs, blood, bones, hair, eyeballs, a voice, (laughs) you know? I know. It's mind-boggling when you really think about the divisiveness and the need to separate. It is very – it's mind-boggling to me. It's, like, I just – don't i mean i understand it on one level because i am human but on the other on the other side of that i'm like i just can't we just live and let live you know can we not find that bridge can we not find that that level of acceptance of each other um i don't know it's it's hard to watch
1: i think we're in a more progressive state now than we were thousands of years ago i think where we are now there's more people who are awake Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the, I think the peace level if there was a if there was like a, a thermometer or something like the peace level's going <laughs> up like I think yeah. I, I would like to I would like to think it is yeah. but I think also you know when we think about our history you know there's always been war there's always been my land yeah. your land you know it's absolutely but yeah I think we're all just doing our part and to survive
0: mm. yeah
1: yeah so, my last few questions for you are if you had a magic wand, how would you use it to save our
0: world? I think kind of like the thread of our of our whole conversation, mm-hmm. um which is something that i is very important to me in everything that I do, is just you know open communication and open listening mm-hmm. and acceptance. I, I, th- I think there are things that we need to see, need to say, things we need to hear, things that um, obviously we need to accept. And so I think just this open line of communication with ourselves and others, you know, I, I wish that we had, as a whole, more patience and more compassion and more presence in our relationships with the people around us. I think that's what would make the biggest difference.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. The second question is, what are three things that people can do right now to raise their consciousness?
0: Meditate. <laughs> yeah. um, like really look at the people in front of you that you really love and just be with them. Um And follow your heart, you know, like go after that thing that you've been holding yourself back on. Like just, it's worth it. You know, life, this this life, this human experience is short. And if you don't go after the things you really want in your heart, then what's the point?
1: Yeah, that's kind of a message for me. Because I'm like, I want to do speaking. Like I love speaking in front of an audience. Like I love it. And I want to be an author. I have so many books in my head. <laughs> just start on one. But again, just start that, on that, one. that Libra energy is like you get overwhelmed with all these ideas, and then you think, which one do I do? Which is the most perfect one to do? And I think, no, <laughs> just you know, go with the one that that is that is in my mind most.
0: That's right. Yep, I get it. I totally get it. I'm surprised I've written three books. Like I know I, it's good you going. Know?
1: Congratulations. I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's seven years in between each one, and how many ideas do I have between those seven years? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah yeah like said, I have found just... though that in the book writing process when you involve other people and you get a team you get an editor you get the publishing company and all of that that's what drives me to, to finish. Yeah. yeah the accountability for yeah, sure Yeah, because
1: you've got that kind of like date and it gives you that oh it's exciting and cause my dreams to be with Hay House like Hay House is oh cool yeah, yeah just, I really want to be an author with Hay House it's been Huge dream of mine for about six years. Wow, I love it. That's awesome. It'll happen. Just need to write the books. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The last question, which was a surprise. Okay. If you had the world at your attention right now, if you could speak to the whole world right now, what would you say to them?
0: Love yourself.
1: Yeah. It's quite a a, quite a unique question when people ask it. They're like. Because you you know, think about that on a daily basis. You know, I say to people like, you know, my clients, if you had the whole world, especially motivational, inspirational people like ourselves. Yeah. And the thing is, you do have the world at your attention because you can connect to them spiritually and you can send out love. Like you don't realize how powerful your healing is. Like when I do healing for Reiki, like if you could all be all just send out like healing every day to the world, it does oh, miraculous. Man. Like Absolutely.
0: I mean, they've done studies on that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not only do we know this, but it's also a it's scientific basis.
1: Yeah. What about the the magic, Rhonda Burns? You said the rocks, some gratitude rocks. And the guy just said he wanted these rocks from, so this guy shipped them over to Africa and he said these gratitude rocks are literally healing people's sicknesses because they're using a rock every night to say what they're grateful for. And it's literally changing the DNA. It's changing the chemicals in the body. I love
0: it. That's so cool. I need to. I need to learn about this. I don't know about this.
1: It's the. It's Rhonda Byrne. Uh, She's. She does the okay. secret.
0: Okay. It's gotcha. the mag.
1: It's the magic book. Yeah, it's a really good book which talks okay. about the the gratitude rocks. She just picks. I love that. And the thing is, it was just rocks in a stream, like just random rocks. Mm-hmm. But that's the point, isn't it? it doesn't need to be this. You know, I I wear the ank symbol. Like I, I know you've, you've got the infinity symbol, on. I wear the ank. And I'm like, you don't need to go out and find all the anks in the world. Just have anks as like, because that's the thing. I, you I have that
0: tattooed. To- I have that tattooed on my back. By the way, your necklace is on my back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love the ank. It's like my favorite symbol. And yeah, I just think like, just you doing good. You know, every day just do something good every day. If you, you know, yeah doesn't need to be something spectacular it just needs to be something good and just do yeah. it just do that every single day and the momentum picks up and you just start to see like instead yeah. of saying what's in it for me that's the ego's line just how may i serve how may yeah, i serve wow. that's what i say every day wow, how may I serve? yeah
0: i mean sometimes people just need a hug or a smile i mean it's it's simple and not only does it help them it helps you yeah yeah i agree thanks for that reminder yeah
1: well I could sit and talk to you for like so much longer (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll
0: just have to talk again
1: (laughs) I know I will yeah I've just really enjoyed it it's just such a peaceful calm interview (laughs) I feel so floaty now I'm just like oh I just want to go for a nice (laughs) walk because the sun's out here and I'm like oh, I just want to enjoy nature and
0: what time is it there 11 in the morning Mm okay oh yeah you have your whole day ahead of you i know it's six it's, o'clock here so i'm, yeah, I'm, you're I'm s- hearing bedtime and bath time yes
1: yeah, so you're seven you're one. seven hours ahead but a day behind that's how we work it out right. so okay. funny wow
0: <laughs> well maybe we'll maybe we'll come to new zealand one day um, yes please do yeah i would love to actually
1: well i hope everybody enjoyed listening to our conversation i certainly did i'm gonna put all megan's links information in the show notes so you can contact her reach out to her ask her any questions I'm sure if you reach out to me or her we'll answer any of your questions you have we hope you've enjoyed it and please share it with your friends and your family and please leave a five star review that's something you can do for serving us today just leave a five star review we'd really appreciate it but wherever you are in the world I send you all the love and I'll speak to you soon namaste guys